This is interesting. I want to start talking about a couple of stories that um, we've talked about in the past. The first one I'm going to touch on is a new one. I'd like to welcome onto the show David Soberman. He's a professor of marketing at the University of Toronto's Rothman School of Management. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Listen, um, I don't know how much you recall the ads back in the day, but Burger King liked to lean heavy into this thought. Big have it your way at Burger King. Uh, there are four customers uh, based in Florida that say, well, we'd like to have it our way, but it's not as advertised. They've launched a class action suit. They're suing Burger King over its marketing, and they claim that the company is making the burger look bigger, about 35% bigger in its advertising than it is in reality. Uh, this stems from ads that started uh, being run uh, back in 2017, and they say that Burger King has started to materially overstate the size of its burgers. So they're talking about inflation. They're not saying that the burgers changed in size. They're just saying as advertised, it looks a lot bigger. Is this unprecedented when it comes to advertising uh, a lawsuit like this? Well, every time you hear about a lawsuit, you've probably not heard one that's exactly the same. But clearly, companies sometimes do things in their advertising that create what you might call misleading or false perceptions about their products. And when they do, uh, you sometimes have groups of people that decide to take action, and this is what's happened. Now, whether they actually are doing that is a, is a different question. But clearly, the people that have brought the class action believe that Burger King's advertising is creating unrealistic expectations about the size of the product. But don't we know that that's what advertising is, persuasion? I mean, what are the odds of a lawsuit like this actually, because um, they've launched it, does that mean it's been approved or does that mean it still has to be approved? What, what are the odds of it actually carrying on? It means that it's being approved as a case that the court will hear but it doesn't mean that they've actually won the case because when you have a case, you have the two sides, which is obviously the people holding the class action, which are the plaintiff and the defendant, which is Burger King. And they're going to make, make arguments in front of the court. And based on the, the decision of the judge, there'll be a decision about whether or not the actual uh, case goes through. Now, whether the case actually goes to court is another question, because oftentimes these cases are settled ahead of time. Mm -hmm. They're looking for cash. They don't say how many, how much uh, monetary uh, dollars that they're searching for with the, as far as damages go. Um, but clearly they feel damaged by the fact that their Whopper wasn't as big as advertised. And that's not the only burger they're saying isn't as big as advertised. They're saying the impossible burger. They did the same thing with the uh, bacon double cheeseburger, among other uh, items. I, would the solution just be a settlement and a disclaimer at the bottom in writing, you know, uh, burger may not as appear as big as it does on your TV screen? Well, I guess the question is that if you're defending this case, you have to try to decide whether or not there's any legitimacy to this claim. And so probably you're going to try to take a look at how big your burger does appear. You're going to probably do some tests to find out whether people actually are um, get misleading perceptions of your product based on seeing the advertising. And then you're also going to probably put that in a context where you're comparing how your product looks in in size compared to 
products of the competitors. So so look at look at McDonald's, look at Wendy, and so on, and see if the product appears disproportionately larger than your competitors' products. And so when you've done all that assessment, you then Burger King will then have a good idea of whether or not they can successfully defend the action. And if they will success, success, can successfully defend the action, they may not they may not be willing to settle. Mm-hmm. But if they realize, but if they sort of after this analysis realize, uh oh, we might be in some trouble here, then they may settle. Let's talk about Coke. They're, uh, you think they would have learned from new Coke, but I think they're trying a different approach here. I think they're going after a market that's being. Uh, seriously, uh, lost. And that's the younger generation. Last month, Coca-Cola announced new limited edition beverages. One is Coca-Cola Starlight. It's a red version of the iconic soda with a flavor they say inspired by space. We found out this week that they tend to, they're going to introduce a second new limited edition beverage. It actually was launched in a video game, Fortnite. Uh, so in the virtual space before, it came to be in in reality, but it's called Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite. And they say it makes the intangible taste of the pixel tangible. Tangible. However, an older boy said to he tasted it and it's tasted more like RAM with notes of buffering. Who's right? Who knows? It just seems to me as a clever ploy to uh, try and win back an audience that they are losing. And that's the younger generation. What do you think's at, at, at foot here with Coca-Cola and these weird flavors? Well, I think one of the things we can say is that this is a pretty mature market, but one of the big changes that's happened in the last 15 years or so is the growth of the energy drinks like Red Bull, which do have somewhat unusual flavors and they're red in color. So when you actually look at new product launches and you see elements of something which reflect a change that's recently happened in a market, you can see that Coke is trying to make sure that they're not left behind. And so in a way, this gives them an opportunity to conduct trial and to also try to experiment with a product that may be something that can help them get a better foothold with the segment of consumers that obviously have moved towards these power drinks. It's interesting too, because when you launch it as a virtual product in a video game that's as popular as Fortnite, you're pretty much advertising. You're just getting clever about your advertising, aren't you? Absolutely. Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to move their marketing from a traditional context to sort of a digital context, which is the context that many people in their late teens and early 20s uh, spend their time now, especially video gamers. And, I, you know, the product Byte is being designed precisely as a item within a video game and also a product itself, which allows you to enter another video game. So, These are things which, for that particular segment of the population, is very appealing. And assuming that the product delivers and tastes okay, Mm -hmm. it's something that might work. I just want to clarify this for the audience because you brought up the ability to play another video game. There's going to be a uh, pixelated label on this uh, Coca-Cola Bite that you scan, and then it will allow you to play an augmented reality game. It's just a full circle uh, marketing campaign, and I think it's really clever. Can we talk about Samsung before I have to let you go? Because I know we don't have a lot of time left with you. Uh, Samsung has quietly dropped the Z branding, the Z branding from its folding phones. This obviously has a lot to do with the fact that the Russian military is using this as a symbol of support for the war. Can you get into the skinny of uh, just how uh, big of a deal this is? 
Well, unfortunately, we know how important symbols and associations are when it comes to authoritarian regimes. Um, there's been a lot of discussion in the media about how the Z is really nothing but a metaphor for the swastika. And so if you are marketing a product and absolutely had no in, no interest or forethought about where the letter Z would go in the last couple of months, you now know that there's a problem because the association that people have seen Z all the time all over um, Russian tanks and Russian military vehicles is probably something that you don't want to evoke when you're trying to sell your product. So what Samsung is doing is they're not necessarily trying to um, create, say that they support one side or the other. They just don't want the associations of the conflict brought up when people think about their product. So they're trying to act in advance and mm -hmm. simply maintain their product as being a product that delivers value as, as a smartphone. But speaking of value, this has got to be a huge hit to the company because they have to have their marketing plans all worked out. Obviously, they've, uh, you know, they've probably sh already shot commercials, probably already, um, you know, got a campaign ready to go with this uh, Z branding uh, phone that they're going to have to rename, I guess. Yes, I think one of the things about marketing, and I often talk to my students about this, is that you may have excellent plans, but one of the most important things you need to do as to be a successful marketer is to also have agility and to be able to adjust based on how the environment changes or based on competitor actions. And this one is one where the environment changed. I mean, this is not really a, um, a, a material change to the smartphone market, but it's a change that certainly has affected the context for marketing, especially in Eastern Europe, where Samsung sells quite a number of these phones. So they're basically taking action in order to make sure that they're product and their brand is not affected. Is it going to cost them money? Yes, but that's one of the, that's the nature of marketing. You sometimes have to spend money to make money. Right. And you certainly don't want to uh, get a uh, bad publicity, especially anything that's associated with the Russians in the war right now. It's, just, it's not a good look. It would be hard to shake and that could sink you. Absolutely. If for, if for example, um, Russians, all, all the Russians, Russian military started deciding to select the Samsung Z phone as their preferred phone. Oh, yeah. You have a real problem. So you don't want it to go to that far. You're trying to sort of cut this off before it becomes a problem. David, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I hope we can have you back again. Thank you very much. It was a lovely discussion. Thank you. Have so much. Uh, have, have a great day. Uh, David Soberman is a professor of marketing at the University of Toronto's Rothman School of Management.